Welcome to the Dynamis Podcast, where we're all about unlocking a fruitful life, removing your limiting beliefs, and getting to the next level. My name is Tim Garul, and I'm stoked to grow on this journey with you. As David Geffen says, we are each a figment of our own imagination, and some people have a greater ability to imagine than others. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Dynamis Podcast, where we are going to talk about accountability, goal setting, and our belief system this week. I'm just getting back from Dallas, Texas, and I got to tell you, I've had the pleasure of traveling to Texas three times in my life, twice in the last year, once to Austin and once to Dallas, and every single time I go to Texas, I love it more and more and more. I just think that is such a cool state, and they have so much going on down there. I grew up in Colorado, and those of you from Colorado will know if you're a native. I know there's a lot of people that aren't from there now, but growing up in Colorado, we always were you know, told that we don't like Texas. We didn't like the weirdos that came and skied in cowboy hats and jeans, and they filled up our ski areas at holidays and made the lift lines long and miserable. But you know, all that aside, as an adult, I just think Texas is so cool, and it really is true. Everything is bigger in Texas, man. For those of you who know me, you know how much I love barbecue. I nerd out on barbecue. I study it. I travel for barbecue. And when you're in Texas, man, that is the Mecca. The homeland of barbecue is right there. Everybody aspires to be like Texas barbecue. Whether they believe it or not, uh, it's true. Texas sets the standard. And they have this thing down there called the Texas Monthly Top 50, where it's the top 50 Barbecue restaurants in Texas are listed in this magazine, and I got to tell you, if you're on that list, your food is lights out, and it's worth traveling, and while I was down there this last time, I got to check off three of those restaurants while I was down there. My my favorite by far was a place called Panther City. If you're in the Fort Worth area, you got to go check that out, but not only is barbecue bigger down there, but wine. I had the really unique privilege of, of touring the largest private wine cellar in Dallas, Texas. This thing was crazy, guys. It was a, somebody's personal residence. It was a condo, and they had over 70,000 bottles of wine, and it was just really cool. Not only did we tour, but we got to do some tastings, which was really exciting. I'm kind of in a phase of learning about wine and getting educated on wine, and we got to drink some bottles that you know varied in price from anywhere from... $75 up to $500 and and we were drinking some bordeaux from from uh over across the pond and it was just really cool. It was really really cool. This was a side hustle that started from a guy who just liked wine. He bought what he thought were undervalued wines and he held on to them knowing that the value was going to go up and offloaded them later at a at a better price and and it's grown into a full-blown business. He was showing us cases of, of wine that he bought for $50 a bottle a number of years ago, and he's selling them now for $3,000 a bottle. So it's just really cool asset class to kind of explore and check out. But I'm coming back from a mastermind. The main reason I was down there was because I was coming from a mastermind event, and I've talked about this a lot. And if you're not in a mastermind, I would encourage you to get in one as quickly as possible, or at least get around a group of people who are going to push you who are going to make you your full version of yourself and hold you accountable. And some of the big takeaways coming home from this mastermind this week are, and I just want to share these with you guys, but some of the big takeaways are you can't bullshit serious players. You just can't. People that are actual killers that are doing real big things, you can't bullshit them because they can see through it. This whole event was about 
goal setting. A lot of it was about goal setting. We presented our goals to each other and you stand up and you present them. And I got shredded. They just absolutely shredded me apart. They told me my goals were too vague. It didn't make any sense. None of them were measurable. It just sounded like fluff, good idea, you know, in theory, but essentially they were empty crap. And I panicked. I had full-fledged panic. Imagine standing in front of people who are actually doing it, who are successful entrepreneurs, who <laughs> who you respect and having them tell you that everything you're presenting to them is essentially hot garbage. And so I panicked. But after the moment of panic, I realized that these people were right. You know, they're not there to hurt me because it's joyful. They're there to make me get better and and to do it bluntly. You know, there's no there's no benefit from sugarcoating. You know, out of love, they're like, yo, man, what you're telling me is a bunch of garbage and uh, it's a waste of time. So you need to improve and here's how you should improve. And they were right. I needed detailed goals with measurable processes instead of hollow good ideas. You know, goals need to be clear and measurable. Uh, You can't just say, oh, well, I want to have a better family life. Well, what the hell does that even mean? What does that mean? Is a good family life for you taking a vacation once a quarter? Is it date night with your wife once a week? Is it game night at 6 every night after dinner? You stop working by 3 so you can spend time with the kids and throw the football? What does that look like? It needs to be measurable and clear And they were right. I didn't have clear, measurable goals. And I came home really inspired and really wrote down all of my goals and broke them down into quarters. And now I'm taking bite-sized chunks out of it. This whole week since I've been home is just working on my systems, you know, looking at goals and, and taking action on them. And I've been on fire. I just feel so rejuvenated, you know, just checking these things off my list to build a legitimate business and and get to the next level. But one thing that stood out to me is, you know, one of the elders that started this mastermind, he talked about the power of goal setting in small increments. And he said that, you know, one to three goals a quarter can forever change your life. And I thought, wow, that's so achievable. That is so crazy that just one to three goals a quarter can change your life. And it sounds simple and stupid to say out loud, but it's true. You know, if you really set measurable goals and you stick to them, one to three quarters can change your life in a blink of an eye. I mean, think about that. There's four quarters in a year. So, you know, 12 goals checked off a year. Well, as the years tick up, two, three, wow. Think about that. Think about the momentum and energy behind that change and progress. But Goal setting is nothing if it's not coupled with accountability. And he talked about how when he was getting going, he found an accountability partner where this guy wanted success as as much as he did. And what they would do is hold each other accountable by texting each other what they were going to get done and accomplish each week. And on Friday, they would just recheck back in. And if you fell short, there was a consequence because... You got to have some sort of pain point in order for this to stick. So what they did, what they chose to do, and this is at a time before they were crazy millionaires when they were just hustling. They were young realtors struggling, trying to survive. What they did is they decided that they were going to write a love letter to a person that they very much hated. Each of them would were going to pick somebody that they thought of. They were like, oh, I hate that guy. And they wrote that guy a love letter. And the love letter just told them how much they adored them, admired them, how much they've learned from them. And to seal it off, they placed a check 
inside a signed check inside the envelope. And and I think the check was for about $1,000, which isn't a ton, I guess, to a multimillionaire. But at the time, they were hustling and grinding. They didn't have the cash in, in their account to, to float the check. So... You know, they would seal that in the envelope and hand it to their accountability partner. And if they didn't hit their goals at the end of the week, their accountability partner was supposed to mail that check off to the <laughs> the person that they hated. And I, it's amazing how quickly you start accomplishing your goals when there's some pain on the line. And I think they shared like they never didn't hit their goal because they just didn't want the person that they hated receiving the money or the love letter. So... Anyways, just a really cool idea. I am starting to implement that with my accountability partner. We're texting each other each week. And uh, yeah, we're going to make some progress with that. But, you know, goals coupled with belief are unstoppable. It's an unstoppable force. And to believe in yourself, to believe in your mission, it roots it deep in your subconscious. It'll change your life forever. There's this book, Think and Grow Rich. And, you know, here I am, 34 years old. It's the first time I'm reading this book, which is crazy because it's changed so many people's lives but it talks a lot about faith it talks about belief and what you're doing and what you want to accomplish and if you think about it a lot of people who made it believed that they were going to be successful believed that they were going to make it long before they did they just told themselves this story they had unrelenting faith in themselves and they made it happen because the mind is fiercely powerful and and it manifests what you believe it. And I met this gentleman, his name is Jeremiah, down at this conference. And he, straight out of the book, Think and Grow Rich, wrote down this affirmation and memorized it. And he read it to himself or, and, and spoke it to himself every single day on repeat in the shower, driving in his car over and over and over and over. And he manifested himself into a net worth of $66 million. And to be quite honest with you, it's probably going to be multipli- multiplied by quite a lot. I can't, we can't really talk about it because, you know, he's got a deal that's in the works and it's not disclosed yet. And, and I don't want to get too much into his personal details, but it's just crazy because this, this was a time, you know, about 15 years ago when he started this affirmation and on the spot up on that stage, boom, he spit it out exactly word for word, just like he did 15 years ago. And I think, you know, he was trying to manifest like $5,000 a month. And of course, his net worth situation is way different now. And he remembers it exactly. And it just was so, I was so impressed because, you know, that's how deeply it was rooted in his subconscious. He still just can spit it out. And, you know, the cool thing is, is, um, when you get out of the school environment, you learn a lot of things they teach you in school isn't necessarily true. And one of those things is it's okay to copy as long as you're copying the right person. So I decided that I was going to copy the tempo and flow of his affirmation and kind of tailor it to mine. And so I've done that. And I've been reading it to myself every single day uh, before I go to bed, when I wake up in the morning, and I'm just ripping off a play right out of his his playbook. And... Um, I'm going to read it really quickly to you guys because I think it's helpful and I would encourage you to write your own. So here we go. I'm right on track. I'm right on track to getting $50,000 a month in positive personal cash flow. And in return for this money, I'm going to bless others by leading through Christ, by caring for others and building deep and meaningful relationships. I'm going to do what I say I'm going to do. I'm going to follow through. I'm a man that wealth and happiness flows to abundantly. I'm a loving and present husband and father. And through this abundance, I have the choice, the choice to 
be more, to do more, to have more, and to get opportunity. The opportunity to decide, to fucking choose my life and to decide what I want and have the resources to make it a reality. And essentially, that's how his his flow went. And I, I was just so impressed that I I took it home with me. And, and that's something that I'm implementing into my life. And, and I would encourage you to do the same. But while I was there, I also met this guy named Trav Bell. And he's known as the bucket list guy. And the bucket list guy, of course, as you would think, checks off bucket list items. And he just does it on repeat over and over and over, constantly knocking these big items off. And he had us write a bucket list for our lives. And, you know, we went through this exercise where in 10 minutes you had to check off as many things on your bucket list as possible. And, and, uh, so one of the bucket list items I checked off was signing up for glass blowing lessons. So my wife and I are going to start glass blowing and, uh, I'm pretty excited about that. But one thing that I think is really impressive that he does is every day he writes five gratitudes and, he writes five things down that he's grateful for that happened that day. Now, three is pretty easy, but to get to five, you really start to have to stretch in this exercise. And the other difficult thing is, is that you can never repeat a gratitude. You write one down, you can never repeat it. So every day there has to be something new that you're grateful for. And when you reflect back on all of those things that you're grateful for as the years and days tick up, it's pretty incredible to just remind yourself how blessed you are, how lucky you are, and, and, and it's easy to reflect and see what a blessed life you live when you're focusing on the gratitude instead of, you know, what you're upset about or concerned about. Focus on the abundance. But not only should you do a bucket list, our family should do a bucket list. This is something that really slapped me in the face because I'm not on this journey by myself. We're in this car together. And if you think about your kid's life, yeah, you have 18 summers together, which sounds like a lot, or maybe not, at a snapshot. But if you reframe that, you get one summer at three years old. You get one summer at four years old, and so on. And you never get that moment back. You never get that age back. You never get that time back. And it goes fast and faster and faster and faster every single year. And it's important. It's important to surround yourself with like-minded people who are pushing you, who want to extract the most out of life because you are what you surround yourself with. You just are. And the quality of our relationships determine the quality of our lives. And I just want to say that I'm so lucky to have the relationships and partnerships that I have. I'm lucky and blessed that I have a partnership with my best friend who I love and trust and who trusts and loves me. And I'm lucky for the belief and support system I have at home. You know, I have three kids one of which is a one-month-old. And here I am traveling, I'm networking, I'm working, and I'm just so blessed that my wife is willing to step up and, and shoulder that burden because she believes in me. She believes in what we're doing. And, and I just can't express to you the gratitude I have of just the support system back, back home. And, and it, I want to remind you, this is a reminder to all of you, it's <clears throat> a reminder to all of you to invest in your queen because she can make moves but the king just can't. Have a great week, guys. We'll catch you next time.